I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So buckle up! Okay, so just to reiterate, everything's fine, I'm fine, it's fine, okay? My thing that happened this week has nothing to do with last week's thing that happened this week, but... Nick was kind enough to remind me that I should reiterate, if you're skipping around in the episode somewhere, click, 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 Mm -hmm. click, click, what are they talking about here? I don't have cancer, everything is fine, still seeking out preventative treatment, A-okay. Sorry, my chair keeps like creaking, do you hear that? No, not at all. Creak, 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 creak. All right, thus endeth. The, the first, first tangent. tangent. Okay, so... Still catching her than Tardy for the party. Oh, yeah. The chair, <laughs> the chair creaking. Creak, creak. Okay, so that's my song. It's called Creak, 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 Creak. So... <laughs> okay, so... Oh, Creak, Creak, motherfucker. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Literally this every day at our place of work. Oh. On set. Nick is, uh, is uncensored, unfiltered. He talks in puns. He takes that First Amendment seriously. Okay, so last night I went to see Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. at Radio City Music Hall with our friend Brittany, and it was unfucking real. Okay. I have always been in the solid Britney camp. I have been a full Britney stan from the beginning. Not and your friend Britney, Britney Spears? No, Britney Spears, yes. But you're a fan of your friend too, I think. I am a fan of, of Britney Spears. Pretty great, Gary. yes. But I, I didn't expect that I would be so moved by someone making, she's not making a comeback, but she's performing for the first time in 10 years. Mm, and, is, and is in some ways better than she ever was. Right. Because now she has this career retrospective of music from all different genres. Like her early stuff is like deep 90s pop. Right. Her middle stuff is like sad blue period. Her like early 2000s is like, funkadelic like jazz inspired like bops Mm -hmm. and then her current music is like rock music like full rock like headbanging oh sorry headbanging rock music so we're there we're sitting in the highest mezzanine but the way that radio city is set up the speakers are looped up to the ceiling and the space is acoustically perfect so it is loud and in charge, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christina Aguilera, da- I mean, dances amazingly well, talks super candidly to the audience, and the best part of the show is that she is unbelievably generous and gracious. She thanks everybody. She gives all of her backup dancers dance solos where she highlights them, talks about their talents, talks about their families, uses their photos in her video montages. Yes. Then she highlights her band. Her band gets solo numbers. There's, like, acting involved. There's props. There's, I mean. God, that's amazing. The lighting plot was so insane. So for people at home that don't know what a gobo is, a gobo is when you see a design cut out in light where they Mm. put a filter in front of the light so that it it makes patterns on the floor. The gobos were like so unusual and so just the way that the lighting plot was moving was like it would span up the audience at different points through smoke and lasers and stuff. Mm. But not like lasers, but other bright lights. 
And instead of coming across the audience where it like blinds the audience, it would be like, it would come across and then suddenly it was golden hour. And the whole room was like misting like a sunset. And she'd be like, I love you too. I'm just um, really grateful to be here. And I just really feel like, you know, this song is for anyone who's ever had a hard time in their lives and they're a fighter. artists come okay she did lady marmalade I saw, I saw that on britney's insta like with stories. lil kim lil kim came uh, out and yeah. we we're like oh who's this fierce dancer in a cat suit and she's like please welcome to the stage lil kim i was like what and then later she did a song with great big world great big world yeah and then in the audience were so many celebrities but the clintons were there i saw Wait, that what so five minutes before the show starts there's like a huge roar of applause and screaming and we look over the mezzanine and the Clintons are being escorted. Both Bill and Hillary are being escorted out of their Sasquatch wilderness existence (laughs) into Radio City Music Hall. (laughs) They're hip. And I mean, Hillary was having the time of her life. I believe it. Did they all start breakdancing? No, if only, if only. They didn't get up to dance. They sat the whole time. But Hillary was clearly clapping with the bead and moving. She has a new haircut. Ooh. Hillary's looking very fierce. Brenda loves a haircut but hates the salon. <laughs> <laughs> Where does Brenda go for her haircuts then? Brenda goes to Harlem and don't mistake it for the Bronx. That was, that <laughs> deep cut on your own Twitter. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Call back to a joke that none of you heard. <laughs> um, the show was so wonderful. And at the, at the bottom line of all of this... It's only made possible by how hard she works. Right. Christina Aguilera is, I I don't really care what you think about her or what you thought about her back in the day or if you even like her music. You can't deny that she is a showman and an entrepreneur and a professional. And she can sing. And she yeah. can sing. She can sing her fucking face off, right. y'all. Last night, there, she was hitting notes that I, like... I know they're humanly possible because Mariah can do it too, Mm -hmm. but Christina does it with such precision and care and musicianship. She writes basically all of her own music. Yeah. And she just clearly, like, she cares enough to get it right, but then, like, at one point she forgot the lyrics last night and was like, you guys know it better than me. (laughs) It's been a minute. Like, it's just like... That's... I love that. There you go. Yeah, basically, like, she just turned the mic to the to the audience and was like take it I love when you sing it back to me like she she was like we're all here in a moment together and you all need this music as much as I do and I can't tell you how grateful I am for you pulling me through a hard time so please know that if I've pulled you through a hard time you're pulling me through one right now that gave me chills it was amazing oh and then at the end she sang a song from her most recent album called um I don't know the name of the song but it's uh, the chorus is like, I don't ever want to get married unless it's to you, unless mm-hmm. it's to you. And she pulled out a couple on stage, a gay couple that got engaged. What? Mid song. Yeah. She was like, okay, keep the band going, keep the band going. And then she was like, she was like, we're pulling out a couple of my friends. They're my fans. Come on out here. Come on out here. And then they came out and everyone was like, what's happening? Oh my God, what's happening? And Brittany grabs my leg and she goes, are they getting married? And then, <laughs> 
And that then, sounds exactly like Brittany. Yeah. They come out on stage and she goes, introduce yourself, you know, tell, tell your story. And she holds the mic up to, she holds the mic up to the first guy's face and he's like, hi, my name's so-and-so. I'm a fighter from Brazil. Your music has changed my life. I came here just to see this concert. She was like, wow. oh my gosh, like, so great to meet you. She's like, and who's this? He's like, this is Jamie, the love of my life. And Jamie, I have a question for you. And like, obviously Jamie knew something was up. Right. But they thought they had like won a contest or something. So then first guy gets, I can't remember his name and I don't want to like say a Hispanic name just to like be saying <laughs> right. a name. Like it, he was from Brazil and he was very lovely. And he... <laughs> And he uh, got down on one knee, and Jamie is, like, clutching his face, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he's like, I love you so much. Like, the music's going, and everyone's on their feet, and there are rainbow colors, okay? <laughs> and the Clintons are there. There's rainbow yeah. lighting. The Clintons, <laughs> the Clintons are standing, approving, <laughs> nodding approvingly in the background. <laughs> There's rainbow light. I mean, it was so, I've had chills right now talking about it. Right. It was so crazy. He gets down, he's like, you're the love of my life. I don't want to do this in front of anybody, but... All, all these witnesses here, basically, he was like, and Christina, thank you for this moment. And then, um, it was funny, too, when he came out, he goes, hi, Christina. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it was so funny. But so he proposes, Jamie says yes, and then everybody parties, and they get escorted off by the dancers, and then Christina goes, do they want to, like, she's singing, she's like, I don't want to get married, unless I do you, you, do they want to come back, do they want to come back on stage, and just, I don't want to get, <laughs> she's like, that's I don't want to get married. That's a solid Christina. Yeah, oh, you want to hear my best Christina? Yes. This is Christina from Burlesque, from the opening of Burlesque. That's right. Oh, and she danced to Burlesque last night. Yes. Ooh. Full uh, it was amazing. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want your money. <laughs> Whatever the first lyrics are. Yeah, thank was you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Brenda loves Christina and also Brittany. <laughs> wouldn't it have been great Brunson though contains multitudes. wouldn't it have been great if that beautiful proposal and the whole thing was not pre-planned if she grabbed a couple out and they felt so much pressure that he proposed on the spot and they just happened to have the rainbow lights queued up oh my gosh well at the end Britney's uh, our friend Britney her favorite song was the finale of the encore and at the end, it was like full, like rainbow lights, where like the where the rainbow would like splatter across the stage, like doo -doo 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 -doo, across the stage, across the screen, and then all of a sudden it was like, everybody up, let's party! I'm gonna turn this place into a club. And we were like, we were, Love like, it. We were like, yeah, Christina, we're dancing. I'm like dancing in my chair right now. We were like having the best time, and we're like dancing, and there's rainbow lights, and the Clintons are being escorted out before everyone else, and, and everything's happening. And she's like, yeah, we're dancing, we're having a good time. And then right at the end, the camera that was on her rotates to the audience, and she gives audience members a moment like to dance on camera. And it was it. so gracious and cool, and just like the whole concert was so... It was just so cool. Like, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of Christina Aguilera, but last night, like, maybe changed my mind. Wow. It was one of, I mean, like, I would say it's like, it was like a notch below my experience seeing Billy Joel at the Garden. Mm, it was wow. so well put together and so touching. Nice. Yeah. So, um, make of that what you will, but I loved it. Awesome. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank like, you. Like, that sounds awesome. What was the last concert you went to? 
Oh, I have no idea. I think it was a... It might have been in college. It might have been Jason Mraz in college. Mm. Like, um... And I saw him twice. And the first time, actually, someone got married at Carnegie Hall. Like, really? like, like they were slow dancing, like, like on a, in an aisle. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, um, like, uh, Jason's like, hey, can we get, like, a spotlight over there? And it's, um, he's singing Sleeping Dream, and this couple is, like, slow dancing. All of a sudden, the spotlight rises on them, and he gets down on one knee, and I was like... I have chills. I have chills. Yeah. And, like, it was perfect because, like, that's, like, it was the perfect, like, proposal song, like, in a perfect, like, intimate, like, concert venue. I mean, yeah. the venue's not intimate, but, like, the, the concert itself, it was just him and his drummer, like, and this couple got engaged and it was really fucking sweet. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds but incredible. I think that's the last, I think that was, um, not that one, but the one after that, I think, was the last concert I've seen. And, like, I've seen a bunch of, like, music shows, like, just little bands and stuff at Rockwood yeah. and stuff, but, like, yeah. the last big concert I saw was that. That sounds amazing. Yes. What about you, Nick? Last concert I saw? Yeah. Uh, the last concert I saw um, was really recently. I went with a, a friend of mine from high school to see a band called Cellar Darling at the venue St. Vitus, which is a metal bar slash music venue. Are you into metal music? He's, like, a huge metal head. Very, very much so. Really? Yes. What's, like, your favorite band? Ah, uh, what is my favorite band? I, I mean, to be honest, I like any genre of music played well. Like, I'm actually, I've been listening to a lot of blue, bluegrass recently. Okay. Um, cool. But, cool. uh. We've but, had bluegrass guests. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we have. Blue guests? Blue guests, blue yes. Guests. Uh, but the, the band that I saw, actually, um, very long story short, so there was a, there's a folk metal band from Switzerland whom I <laughs> love called Elvedi. They're, it's like metal, but then they also have got, like, pipe players, they've got violinists, they've got a hurdy-gurdyist, which I don't know if you know what a hurdy-gurdy oh, yeah. is. Yes, they have a hurdy-gurdyist. Um, part of that, that was an eight-member band. Three of them left and formed their own band called Cellar Darling, and that was the band I saw with my friend. Oh. My friend loved the hurdy-gurdyist of this band so much, he owns a hurdy-gurdy and has been teaching himself how to play it. Wow. And, I love that. And That's so, amazing. And so this, this you know... Now they're kind of like a the, the band Celadon. They're more like a rock band, but they have a Hurdy Gurdyist, which is very interesting. <laughs> um, but the Hurdy Gurdyist, she's also the vocalist and she's excellent. And so uh, my friend, his name is Kev. Uh, shout out Kev if you're listening. Uh, Hi, he Kev. he let me know that uh, this band was coming to New York. They're playing like four shows in the United States, and one of them was Saint Vitus in New York. And he's like, I would really like to go. And I said, Absolutely, I would love to see them. Uh, so we went to Saint Vitus, which is a uh, it's in Greenpoint. It's it's. Greenpoint is lovely, by the way. I've only ever been there to see this venue, but the venue itself is fantastic because... Where was it? It's, uh... Well, the name, it's called St. Vitus, but literally, it's the building. It's just a black wall. Like, you would just walk by it, you would think it was, like, not condemned, but you would just think it's nothing. Yeah. There's just one window, one dirty window, and you can vaguely see an inverted cross in the window, and okay. then there's just a black door with a bouncer standing in front of it. Wow. And then you go there, and you open it, and it's... Everything is low lit. It sounds like the kind of place that a metal show would be going. It was. On, it right? was very on brand. The place is low lit. They have like a stained glass church like window above Whoa. it. There's candles all over the place. The whole back is like um, like old vinyls from like metal bands from like the '80s. And then they have the venue space. And I've seen quite a, quite a few shows there. But um, it's a lovely little venue. The show was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. No, it was a very good time. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, my turn. Yes. All right, cool, cool. Um, so, um, so actually, speaking of Greenpoint, um, what happened to me this week is I did my onboarding for my new second side hustle. 
And I, right, um, which is a weird thing to say. Um, but um, and I don't remember if I talked about it on the show last week. But I am now um, a, a scenic painter. For, you did cool. a little bit, yeah. Cool. So um, I am officially on board as a scenic painter for Pink Sparrow Scenic, which is um, they like essentially what they do most of is commercial um, construction and um, like building. So. Like, right now we're working on a Target uh, pop-up ad thing and, like, a Google pop-up shop kind of thing. And it's all really fun, and it's, like, it feels like I am kind of, like, doing something. I'm working in my field in one of the capacities that I went to school for because I'm working with all people that I worked with in the paint shop at college. And they are all, like, it it feels like old times, and it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I just filled out that paperwork, and um, it is in Greenpoint. It is. What were the requirements for the paperwork? Um, it was like kind of uh, like a regular. Uh, is like, it like tax forms oh, and like? Okay, like I wasn't sure the... if you had to like dispel experience. Or... No, um, it was. It's all just like the tax forms, and since we live in New York, like you have to do like the extra ones for like living in New York City. Um, and then like also because they have a parent company, um, like I have to like look at like the benefit options and like uh sign up for like the timesheet like thing that they use like there's a whole app that they use on your phone which is really cool like you punch in and out like on your phone um and yeah like it's just this incredible group of people um that we're just painting and having a fun time and like i'm i was telling claire earlier i think like part of why i'm sick is because i'm spending like eight hours a day like in a windowless room like that's coated in sawdust um but at least you're doing something that makes you happy right like and you're scratching an artistic itch i I am but um like what to what your point before greenpoint is awesome it's lovely like i got off like uh the other day it was like my third time working there and I got off, and, like, I was walking around because I wanted to try the bagel place that was recommended to me. And then I walked down, and our, our scene shop is right by the riverfront. And, like, wow. yeah, like, the neighborhood is just so cute. And then on my lunch break, I went to a place because, of course, Greenpoint is the new Bushwick is the new Williamsburg. <laughs> I went to, I was like, where can I, like, what coffee shop do you recommend? And my friend, my supervisor, was like, yeah, follow me. Like, um, I'm going in that direction. She drops me off at a coffee shop that's also, like, a botanist. Like, <laughs> oh like, my god. That is the most Brooklyn sentence I've ever right. heard. No, in my that life. is the most Portland sentence I've ever heard. Right. Like it is like it is like a third coffee shop and two thirds just plants. Oh my, oh my god. Just god. I don't plants. know why that makes last so much. Just of course, of course. Like and I didn't even realize it until I was looking around, I'm like, So you guys also sell plants? And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> because like, like no Wait, shade. Can we get one more of those? Hey, so you guys sell plants? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does this coffee come in? Uh, do you have the medium in stock? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you guys make a decaf espresso? Nah. This door's the bathroom, right? Uh. Yeah. And what's the code on that? Five, <laughs> four. Five, seven. I really have to go. Could you hurry up? Five. <laughs> five, four, seven. What was it? Five, four, five, five seven, seven five. five. It's my birthday. <laughs> there's, oh, oh. I, I, there's a Starbucks that I go to where the bathroom code is eight, eight six, six seven, seven five, five three. three. Yeah. Oh, I there are two more one. digits. <laughs> that's the one by our workplace. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, 
right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys work directly below where I am. Right. Work. It's so weird. I yeah. always forget. Um. But like it was so funny. Like I like I didn't even realize how fucking Brooklyn it was, that and I love it because it's like fully Brooklyn. Because like Brooklyn like is in my blood. Like like obviously like the Jewish side of it more so. But like I I was just walking around this neighborhood and I was like, I could settle down here. And I said that the other day at my other day job, and someone was like, Don't you fucking dare again. <laughs> um, but grabbed him by the collar. Right. But like the best part of like this new job, aside from the people and like what I do. The shop has dogs. <gasps> what? Ooh. Yes. The, yeah, they, I accidentally like saw into like one of the offices, and there were two big-ass dogs there just chilling. And this guy walks out Happy from the snuggles. scene shop. Yeah. And like one of the scene, uh, like, I, he's either one of the project managers or one of the carps, and, he, and I was like, we have dogs? And he's like, oh, yeah. We got two great dogs they here. They live there, or? Like, they're, um, like, they're the dogs of... of Two of the people in charge. Okay. Now, I've read studies that say that, you know how, like, they say if you play classical music while people are test-taking, they do, like, consistently better right. than people who don't have classical music playing in their test-taking site? People listen to Tardy of the Party get aces, though. Oh, right. they have to get aces. It's just science. Aces for your test. <laughs> if you listen to me, aces for your test. But I have also read correlative studies and articles about people thinking that having animals in the workplace is distracting but actually the statistics show that they encourage workplace Ooh, productivity right absolutely because, great to hear well, well because it encourages like happy endorphin life right. yeah lives. and like yeah. we were and endorphins like, make you happy happy people, people just, just don't, don't kill. kill their husbands ian they just don't they just don't this is one of my favorite lines in all cinematic history <laughs> um but yes yeah, so like and also um because, like, we work in, like, a high-productivity, high-stress environment, like, it makes a difference, like... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially in a space that doesn't have any windows to this exactly. beautiful waterfront yeah. like, it's I'll, in front of. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ian, our place of employment would benefit so much by having dogs. I thought you were going to say from, by having windows, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. You gotta start somewhere, okay? <laughs> start, start with the dogs. dogs and work our way up to windows. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, baby steps. Yes. But yeah, so... Maybe like, you guys could smuggle, like, a, a small kitten in a bag. We have had, um... We have had, like... <laughs> I thought you were about to say, we did we that did, once. We, we, we tried that once. <laughs> it was fun. We should do that more often, You can't guys. find it anymore, though. It's still in the building. So right. It's so funny. Um, no, but, like, we've had supervisors and, like, coworkers come with their dogs, like, that's nice. And every, of course, everything stops. Yes. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, but then eventually, people would just accept that it was there. Exactly. When I was in Paris, when I was in Paris, when I was in Paris, uh, there is a cat that lives at Shakespeare and Company, like, full time, mm -hmm. and has a couple of, like, favorite sleeping chairs. And you walk, and I walked up to the, like, upper level of the store, and in the corner, the cat was sleeping in, in one of its designated chairs. And there was a sign attached to the chair that was like, please don't wake me up. I, I got so tired yep. reading. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and like they knew, they didn't. They don't have to move the sign throughout the day. They just know if the cat's sleeping, the cat will be sleeping here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's my thing this week. Well, like, congrats nice. on your new Thanks. job. It's like, yes. Exciting prospects and like uh, dogs. Dogs. Woof, woof. <laughs> woof woof motherfuckers woof woof motherfuckers great great <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay Nick Brigadier the time has come guest of honor cue the music
What is the thing that happened this week? Uh, the thing that happened this week, I, I guess the biggest thing of note was myself and my co-host Mike Russell wandered around Times Square interviewing people. Yes, how did that go? It went about as well as I could have possibly imagined, considering it was not my idea, and I, I will be honest, I, I did not want to do it at first. So so what were the interviews for? The Song Talks report? Yes, it was Song Talks. So, uh, co-host Mike Russell, I have said this before, his... Having known him for several, for many years now, actually, his destiny, and I didn't even think I believe in destiny, but his destiny is to be a game show host. It is exactly <laughs> what his personality is right. tailored oh, for. Oh, I want to meet him. He is so extroverted. He is, he's just like this happy, excited puppy dog of a person, and he's so easy, he can talk to people so easily, and he's, he, he has no barriers of like... He's like, he's mega shameless too, like yes. in, the, in the best possible he way. He has okay. lived... We've discussed this on the show many before, but he has lived so many lifetimes in one life. He has almost died so many times. He has been to prison. He has been in riots. He has been in mental wards. Like he has experienced so much of life. Who is at this such person? A young age. And how do I meet him? Yes, well, you will have to come on the song. <laughs> you, you will have to come on the song. Before. But I just can't believe that someone. I just don't imagine that you would have a long-standing friendship with someone who has been to jail. He is, but he... <laughs> okay, I will, I will tell one very, very quick story because this summarizes so much of who he is. So, uh, Mike was accidentally involved in a riot. Uh, it, there were th- oh, no! <laughs> well, accidentally. He was there on purpose. But he just had the misfortune of being caught on camera, and so he, got, he gets arrested for this and goes to jail. Um... Now, I can only imagine what, what, I, what I would feel like if I knew I was going to jail for 90 days. That, okay. was, that was what it said. I think it was what, was what the sentence was, but I can Ooh, only imagine, the like... The train is a rumbling. Yes. This, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this, actually, just, this train is not, not where, where you are. are. I'm just very hungry, actually. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> the, Nick's stomach is not where, where you are. are. It's not where you are. Uh, like, so he, so he was essentially driving... His parents were driving him to jail to begin his sentence. Now, I could only imagine what would be going through my head as I'm about to start my sentence. Like, is oh my he God. pretty open about this? Like, it's okay Absolutely. for you to share... He is... Okay. An, exa- an example of... Like, he said, like, Nick, like on the podcast, Nick, did I tell you about that time I tried to donate sperm once? So listen, I was just... Driving, but, so he, 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 he talks openly about this. Um... So I could like I would be thinking if I was about to start my jail sentence. Oh my God! What like will this affect my career options? Have I like what is going to happen to me? What will jail be like? Do you know what he did before he went to jail? He knew that they confiscate everything that's on you, and then when you leave jail, they give it back to you. So knowing that someone at the jail was going to confiscate everything on him, what he did was he went to a Monopoly board game. He took a get out of jail free card, stuck it in his pocket. God damn it! So when he goes to jail and they're confiscating, they pull a get out of jail free card out of his pocket, and he's like, "Hey, come on, come on!" He did this just for the joke. He's like, "And Nick, they didn't even laugh, you know?" Of course they didn't even laugh. Yeah, of course they didn't. But that's that's just prison. That's his mindset. He's going to jail, and he just sees it as an opportunity to get like. But he, he got out in 60 days. Can you imagine, I, I mean, I don't know where he served time, but can you imagine if you, like, rolled up to Rikers and was like, this is for a joke. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like, this will really, like, get me off on the right foot here. It was so up, funny. yes. It was upstate somewhere, but then he, like, he's, he has so many stories. He started working for the kitchens there, and he said the one of my favorite lines ever, because he was he was working in the kitchen for a little bit there, and he said, he was telling me about this, and then he pauses, like, something occurs to him, and he says, you know, Nick, I made dinner for murderers. <laughs> Yep. Murder. Like how John Mulaney says it. Murder. Yes. So 
little bit of who Mike Russell is. So he has for so long wanted to do like a man on the street style interview with people in New York City asking them like what their least favorite song is, just for just like promotional material or just like to have some content associated with the podcast. Sure. And he and the way he pitched to me was like, Nick, listen, what I want to do is I think we could go to Penn Station and interview people, you know, because like they're on their commute anyway. They're going to want to listen to a podcast. They could do the songs after report. I said, Mike, that sounds terrible. I don't want to wander around Penn Station with a microphone and a camera interviewing angry strap hangers what their least favorite music is. Great use of the word strap hanger. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, you got to use it what's appropriate. But finally, we settled on Times Square, and I still wasn't feeling like I wasn't feeling it but then I thought you know what tourists are more open yes tourists are more open it's outdoors and the other thing I thought was I'll try anything once this seemed like it was a good like best case scenario it's something a little bit outside my comfort zone and it might work out well and long story short it did Mike was the guy doing for the most part all the interviewing I was the camera and the sound and we got some fantastic interviews the video should be coming out soon actually I just finished editing most of it um, we got we got the naked cowboy to write a, to do a jingle for us on the spot. He wow, just that's amazing! We interviewed one of those guys holding the "Repent Now Jesus" signs. Oh. Really? Oh, yes. How did that go? He was a very lovely guy. Oh. Repent now, Jesus is coming. Yeah, um, and I don't care for Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> But once, but once again, Mike, he's just so... You, you'll see in the video, and then he ends up, for reasons I can't explain until you see it, he ends up breakdancing for people on the, on the dirty ground of Times Square. Sounds about right. Yes, yes. So, uh, but it was, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It went very well. Um, what were the best... What was the best answer? Can you give us a little preview of the video? The best... Your favorite answer. Yeah. My favorite answer. Uh, the Jesus guy said, actually, I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> the Jesus guy. That's Jesus the, guy. what he will hitherto be referred to that as. That Jesus guy. Yeah. Uh, he said there's this one song that gets stuck, on his head, stuck in his head, and he said, God forgive me. Uh, but Katy Perry Fireworks. Oh, yeah! Was the song that this guy? Oh my God! Got stuck yes. in his head. One, two, three. Cause baby, you're a firework. Come and show what you're worth. There we go. That was my friend's pump up jam in college, mm-hmm. and we used to give her such shit for it. And then, I, and then I'd be like, "No, but seriously, like that's a good pump." It's song. a fantastic song. There, and there was actually one. I'll, I'll say this on this podcast because we decided to cut this one. There was this one interview we did with this guy, and we decided to cut it. Because Mike is interviewing this guy who is just young guy who's just kind of standing, little little what wavering a little bit back and forth, and he's and he's Mike says, "Yeah, like what's your least favorite song?" He's like, "You know, there's some Drake songs." And then when Mike goes has a microphone back to him, the guy's just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you right now. I'm gonna lie to you right now. I'm high as fuck, and I don't even know what I'm talking about." <gasps> wow. Now here's the thing: it was very funny seeing it and then seeing Mike's reaction and he signed away saying he's fine to use it but I'm like you know what let's leave that out yeah in good conscience we can't take that as consent yes consent yes consent enthusiastic consent (laughs) well then also (laughs) repent I mean consent repent consent what shut up Jesus would want you to. <laughs> Boy, the Jesus guy was next to the guy. Um, but And also, everything else about the interview is actually fairly family-friendly and appropriate for all audiences. And there's yeah. just this one random bit. And so we're, it's not like, it, it is actually very funny, but we, we're cutting that out. So that was an interesting answer that, that we got. That is awesome that yeah. you did that. It's super brave, too. Right. Especially to like overcome what you were what you were nervous about. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've like I've done I like I did a uh, show for a while called Accomplice, which is essentially an interactive scavenger hunt throughout New York City with actors placed at specific points to like what? do parts. Yeah. So I have acted. That sounds amazing. It was it was a lot of fun while I did it. Um. So, so yeah, essentially the way it would work is you know a group of people would start at a random location in New York City. There'd be one actor who gives them some clues about this mystery that they have to solve. And then they disappear, and the audience has to find the next person to go to, who then gives them the clues for the next one. Okay. So I was one of those actors who would randomly be placed throughout New York City. Ooh. And so, like, there was, I've, I've, I'm used to being out in public in areas that are a little weird. Like, I had to play a blind guy at one point, and people thought I was actually blind and tried to donate money to me while I'm sitting oh. on a park bench. I'm just waiting for the next you, group to come. Could you take those tips? <laughs> to, to, I probably could have. But obviously I could, because there's one time we're a little... So you're like sitting there as a blind man, and then they don't know that you're... Like, I, I, I'm just seeing characters, because we have a tech, like, I'm texting all the other actors, like, we have this giant group chain, so, like, they'll tell me, like, hey, the next group is five minutes away, and then I just have to know to be ready. So people are trying to give you tips, and you're like, I'm not really blind, I'm an actor. But what I've wink, done, no, what, what I did was I stayed in character... Because just in case the audience comes across, you have to be in character at all times. So just oh. to err on the side of caution. So I stayed in character and still turned this money down. Because one day this little, he was like a seven-year-old kid, just comes up with like two bucks. Like, here you go, sir. And my heart was melting. Oh. Obviously, I took it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, children, no. are, children are so good. Yes. Nicholas yeah. is so bad. Right. <laughs> no, obviously, I gave he him like that back. He like punched a kid in the face. It was like, wow. Hey, that was, I that was self I murdered a kid one time. Both of those were self-defense. Oh. Uh, they had that little kid strength. Uh, Dear Sarah Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time I was a cra- I had to play a crazy conspiracy theorist on the Brooklyn Bridge, so that's also fun. We just be a raving lunatic. Oh yeah. I, I basically just told me. I basically that. just was Alex Jones. That was how right. I chose to interpret the character. <laughs> yeah. The globalist want and the reptilian conspiracy. You know, everybody needs Ooh, character that's a good spell. Alex Jones voice. Buy my supplements. Take a tactical right. bath. Uh, so I, w- I was used to being out in the open in that sense, but just doing blind interviews with strangers in Times Square was something that I, 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 it wasn't something I would do on my own accord but that's why I'm very grateful to Mike Russell because I thought it ended up working out very well and yeah. he did an excellent job with it and it's something we're considering doing again at some point it's well, awesome. awesome I so love that, that that was my thing that happened this week amazing the thing that happened this week yeah. Oh, Nick Collapsed! Because, because it. I don't think we mentioned it, but Nick is a longtime listener, first he time guest. He gave us our first review. Yeah. Under a pseudonym. Right. <laughs> Did I give you? I thought you had yeah. reviews up before mine. Maybe. I don't know. You were like the first standout one. Yes. Oh, yours was. Oh, maybe because we read it because we read yours, yours on the air. We did. And we were like, what a delightful surprise! And then I get into work the next day. Someone named like Jim Bob. Right. Or and, yes. and Nick was like, have you read your reviews lately? And I'm like, God damn it, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> and then they were so disappointed. Oh, yeah. it's just Nick. No, no, we loved it. We, so we loved it. it. Yeah. Um. Well, to appreciate you a little bit more, let's learn more about you in our quiz. Quiz time. Quiz time. Oh, it's my favorite part of the show. Right. It's, it's your daily. It's your daily like um, resonator warm up. Oh yeah. Well, I got an audition after this, so I don't know. So we're gonna go to the quiz right now. Yes. What are you obsessed with this week? What am I obsessed with this week? I am obsessed with horror movies. Ooh. It is October, and I, you were saying you like the like leg warmers and like cozy cocoa like level of like autumn. Yes. And you are into the more spooky stuff. Um, I kind just, of just appropriated that. that <laughs> I was getting that a little bit, but I just wanted right, to make no, sure. like no, like the spooky stuff is great. Like I like she's like um 
Like, I'm more like an Adam's Family, like, aesthetic kind of yes. person. Where, like, yes. I love that it's getting, like... You like kooky spooky. Right, yes. kooky spooky. Creeping kooky mysterious. I love spooky. that it's getting, yes. like, a little colder and I can, like, sit there in, like, a second layer and go, like... Yes! Ha. Hoodie weather is great. Yes. Although, also, I am so sorry, but I grew up with Adam's Family Values, not Hocus Pocus, so Adam's Family Values is a little bit more of my thing as well. But I'm would sorry. You, but would you walk around and say, my Adam's Family Values is your Hocus Pocus? Like, would you make that comparison? I didn't watch Hocus Pocus until my junior year of college. Okay, because my thing, my my feeling is that Hocus Pocus has such a deep cult following yes. that it is like in its own, as everybody knows since last week where I really confused Ian with my theory, right. <laughs> that it's so cultish and so deeply followed by yes. so many people that it can't be anybody else's quote unquote Hocus Pocus. Yeah, like, are you saying nothing else can be anything else's Rocky Horror? Like, there's Rocky Horror, mm. and nothing else can be quite like that, because that is such a unique I th- cult. Like, yeah, I think so. My, yeah, I, I would say that. I would I would say that the easier comparison is, like, my Lion King is your Aladdin. Okay. They're both in the same category. They're produced yeah, roughly under same, the same time, same period. time era. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Ooh. In my, like, my, like, fall aesthetic is, like, I love Halloween. I like, love the I love, I, it's, like, Halloween Parade is my favorite event in the city. This like, is Halloween. This like, is I love Halloween. Ha- like, I love Halloween. 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 And, like, I love, like, creating, like, creative costumes. And, like, mm-hmm. even, like, shitty creative costumes. Like, Ooh. like that's my fall. Like, is, like, multi-layers and, like, yes. shitty Halloween costumes. I love everything about autumn. I love horror movies anyway. And then, obviously, the whole month of October, me and my roommates are making gold to try to watch a different scary movie every night. So Ooh, exciting. That is yeah. what we have been doing. Every night. Every night, yes. Wow. So, we're, we're, you know, it's... Uh, First three days, we got three movies in, so we're this we're three weird three. siren is not, not where you are. are. And wasn't the first one Hell House uh, the sequel or? So yeah, the first movie we watched was Hell House LLC, which I had seen already, um, but my roommates uh, had not. It stars a friend of mine and former coworker, and it's actually a very good found footage horror movie. I know found footage wow. is not everyone's cup of well, tea, but it's actually a very well. Well, she's done. friend of the show, Lauren A. Kennedy. Oh, that's right. Yes, she's been on the show. Oh my god. Yes, yeah. that's yes, right. That's right. Lauren Kennedy was in. We uh, love you, Lauren. Yes. Yeah, and I, and I I have I have um I've brought it up with her so many times just how much like I, I if, if I'm ever talking to her about a movie I'm like listen it was no Hell House but it was okay <laughs> and 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 they find and they made a sequel to Hell's Hell House Two the Abaddon Hotel Ooh. and this sequel Hell was, Hotel as yeah, it were Hotel Ooh. is what I would have called it but that's besides the point <laughs> uh, and. Lauren is in this one as well. She okay, has, she's right. a small little cameo, and it's a Shutter exclusive, which is a horror streaming service, uh, which, which fortunately we had, and so we watched uh, the second one as well. And Lauren's wow. cameo was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last night, <laughs> Molto bene. last night we watched Mom and Dad, which mm. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. it stars no. Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. It's a Whoa. horror pitch black dark comedy about this. Unex- they never explain it, but some virus or something breaks out and it causes all the parents to want to murder their kids wow all at the same time (laughs) it was it was fantastic if you like Nicolas cage it's it's peak Nicolas cage amazing so i i'm obsessed with horror movies right now perfect all right um do we want to alternate uh on this one yes yeah three fingers up three fingers up uh never have i ever thrown up in public in public no i haven't okay it's always been in the privacy of my own room Never have I ever hurt myself by stepping on a toy. Oh, I had so many Legos growing up. (laughs) Never have I ever done shrooms. I likewise have not. 
I've eaten I plenty thought, of shiitake I thought mushrooms. we had him for a second. Yeah. He was, he was I like, thought we had him. Is that the vibe I give off? Oh, yeah, he's experimented with the yeah. psychedelic no, realms. No, no, it's the pause you took. <laughs> right, exactly. I think, exactly. I, think, I, I think long and hard. Okay. Never have I ever replaced my own ceiling light bulbs. Replaced no, my... No, I have, I have, oh. I have. <gasps> Never have I ever replaced a halogen bulb. Mm. Never have I ever replaced a halogen bulb. Bulb. Like a tubi light. Tubi yes. Light. I technically have done that, yes. Hey. Uh, got him. So got specific, em. but you got me. I uh, never have I ever broken a bone. I have not either, which is weird. I played contact sports all throughout until I was 15. I somehow right. never broke a bone. Did you have your teeth shaved, though? Because you have really nice teeth. Oh, I thank you. Were they ever chipped? Because mine were chipped and no. I got them shaved. Ah, no, I've wow. not got my teeth shaved. Damn, that's crazy. He played contact sports and he's never had chipped teeth. Right. I mean, granted, it was soccer. You know, it doesn't really count. Is that a contact sport? Uh, I would say like it. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Football. Football. Never have I ever played. So- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um. Never have I ever been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, I went on a road trip last summer where I visited the Grand Canyon. Cool. So. All right. I bet that was gorgeous. It. it the scope of the Midwest is staggering. Yeah. Like, it's just mind-boggling. The Midwest. The Grand Canyon is well, west, 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 west. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, Although, so many to be fair, the scope of the Midwest is also very, very staggering. All middle to Western America is right. just vast. But the Grand Canyon especially is just... Right. Uh, question four. Three. No, three. Question three. Yeah. What are you watching slash listening to? Uh, obviously watching the horror movies. Um, I recently watched uh, both seasons of American Vandal. Ooh. Which was very good. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. No, not yet. A, but I've uh, heard it's very funny. It is because it's a mockumentary. Uh, each season covers a different event, but it's a mockumentary about these high schoolers trying to investigate who committed an act of vandalism. <laughs> but it's so the event is so ridiculous and because the first season, someone drew a whole bunch of dicks all over teachers' cars in the parking lot, <laughs> and it's but it's it's treated so seriously. It's like every like like true crime podcast or like documentary, but it's about who found who drew the dicks. On all the cars, <laughs> who drew and, the dicks? <laughs> and then the second, and then the second season is disgusting. But there's an event called the Brownout, which mm. they try to get oh, to the bottom no. of. But it, they're both both seasons are fantastic. Like it's sat like at first the first episode I watched I thought it was hilarious, but like oh this is just a satire of true crime stuff. But then you start to actually get deeply involved with the characters and the subplots and how everything intertwines and like connects. And they have some very good real life thematic tie-in so it's very well done so i, I binged both of those cool amazing um, question number four yes last person you texted without cheating last person i texted without, without cheating. cheating he reached for his reached pocket for his the phone. i was going i was going to confirm who the last person i texted no, was but it's actually we, we don't get to do that yeah not until after the, to the show, show. <laughs> well obviously the last person i texted now that i think about it was you yeah but letting you know us aside from us oh well who was the last person i texted then um I didn't text anyone this morning other than Ian. Um, And I am honored. Last night I was texted by my roommate to let me know how much rent was, but I didn't text him back because I was sitting right next to him because it was a group text. Um, I... It's a little shady, Nick. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) And I know your roommate. I'm going to call him up right now. And then my mom texted me yesterday to let me know to get my flu shot before we go to Germany together. Did you say yes? I, I will? thumbed up it. Okay. We'll count it. Okay. We got, we'll count we got it. to the bottom of the yes. brown. Right. <laughs> yes. I gave my mom a thumbs up on her comment. Amazing. Yes. Okay. And our final question yes. this week. Every week it's our favorite. One person living or dead whom you may or may not know 
that you would like to wish well this week? Is this going to be the one that stumps me? I like to wish a lot of people well. Um, I feel like shrooms really stumped you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Man. I blacked out we that whole period that of my life. We know you have not done drugs. Yes. yes. <laughs> you have not done drugs. <laughs> can I cop out and just say I'd like to wish both of you guys well? Because yes. I know that you, I, yes, I know that you, you guys can. both have things that you have to leave very quickly to go to, and I wish you well in both of those. Oh, thank you, buddy. You. Oh, wow, that really wow, got me. Uh, <laughs> new favorite guest. Yeah. <laughs> wow, all the other guests. Yes, I mean, wow. you really should have, Step your have, game up. have stepped yeah. it up in the past, you know. See if you want to redeem yourself. You got a time machine? Because I bet you're really regretting that. Because I'll right? bet you don't. <laughs> all right, well, thank you. Okay, so random fact or thought of the week, Nick? Uh, the New York transit system is fundamentally broken yes and that is a fact yes i I was i left extra early to get here and i was still a decent chunk of time late because i had to wait 24 minutes for a bus to come uh which then got stuck in traffic which then dumped me off at a location where i was going to catch a train i was supposed to catch the c train up here Mm -hmm. but the c train I checked my app. It said it will come in. The next one will come in 33 minutes. Whoa. So then I decided, okay, I'll take an Uber. And then my there was some miscommunication about where Uber said I was supposed to wait where the driver was. I think the driver got kind of ticked off at me because I wasn't technically where he was, but the app was confusing. So then I was with an Uber driver who I'm pretty sure wasn't happy with me, Oof. who then also got stuck in traffic on my way up to your place. Wow. Upon which I sat down and immediately began recording this episode. So, and you have done splendidly. Yes. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, yes, the New York public transit system, uh, it is probably not news to anyone who lives in New York, but uh, it could use some improvement. All right. You should have voted for Cynthia Nixon, y'all. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, speedy plug time. Wait, oh. I need a random fact. Shit, so, we oh. have random facts, right? Okay, sure. I didn't yes. know if it was all three of us or just one. All three of us. Okay. Random facts. Yes, please. My random fact is that there is something that the kids are making these days called slime, and my favorite kind is butter slime. Mm. It feels buttery. Um, my, ran- my random <laughs> fact... I almost don't want to know any more than that. <laughs> what is the slime used for? Where does the slime come from? How much does the slime cost? I don't want to know. <laughs> my random fact, champagne jelly beans don't contain champagne, and I, for one, am disappointed. They don't, yeah. They're wow. not allowed to sell them. Right. Yeah. Also, rosé bears. And rosé bears. Okay. Nick Brigadier, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's it's been it's about time. <laughs> High it's time. A, it's about time. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier for both of those. You can find the Song Topsy Report on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, just by typing in the Song Topsy Report. And then also you can find Dapper Devil Productions on social media as well. On the umbrella under which we had our phrase. At sentence. Dapper Devil Prod. Yes. Yeah. But uh the, the thing that happens this week is also under that umbrella, as well as a lot of other great content. Chris tries to review wine. His podcast is under there. Song Tops Report, Subletters, and some exciting future projects. Yeah. Yay! Right. Ian, where can people find you? At Ibroski on Twitter and Instagram. What about you, Claire? I'm at Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship. Become Halloween, where can we find you when you change your names? Oh, I'll still be at Womanship, but I think I'm going to go with Haunted Manship. I love the Haunted Manship (laughs) so much. And I'll be Ian Booski. Yay! We'll change those today. High five! Okay, Nick, this was the best. Thank you again. thank you so much. We're so, so grateful. All right, I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And And that that was the thing that happened this week. Bye! Bye! Boo! (laughs) Boo!